Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today, we're going to be talking about some very powerful prayers called novenas. That's right. We're going to give you nine facts that you should know about novenas, what they are, how to pray them, and so much more. Okay. We're going to talk about nine things you need to know about a novena. <laughs> excited about this episode. Novenas have been an uh, integral part of my prayer yeah, life. For sure. Uh, my wife introduced them to me um, in an amazing way, and it's just been a very fruitful thing. So I'm really excited to be able to share some of our experience, but also, you know, some of the novenas that, you know, we've, we've prayed before. Yeah, like from the novena to the miraculous medal and divine mercy, and most recently, Mary Undoer of Knots. I mean, I've done so many novenas over the years, and, you know, the continuous prayers and novenas uh, through St. Joseph, and I mean, they are. They are truly powerful, and the nine things you need to know, it's their nine days associated with these things, and that's why they call it a novena, and there's some really interesting history behind that as well. That's right. So, what is a novena? Fundamentally, a novena is a prayer or devotion that you will do for nine consecutive days. So why nine days, right? Well, the, the practice of nine days really goes back to the book of Acts. And after the uh, ascension of Christ into heaven, the apostles went and prayed for nine days in the upper room. And in preparation for the coming of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't think they knew that the Holy Spirit was coming, but they went and prayed and then nine-day period, and then the Holy Spirit came and gave birth to the church, right? So even in the inception of the church and the very birth of the Catholic Church is rooted novenas, and that's how fundamentally important they are to, you know, our history. And it's something that uh, a practice that has, you know, somewhat fallen out of favor you know, in the last 50 years, but you really see coming back maybe in the last five or so. So strong. And I mean, look how many, you know, online efforts that are happening right now or different apps that are driving these novenas, much like our friends at Hallow. I mean, they they have a phenomenal library of novenas and they are so helpful because they keep you on track with upcoming feast days. I know, you know, from the communications that we do at the parish, they have the most traction out of everything that we do because we set up the prayer in our feed and, you know, people just join in prayer each day. We did a novena to St. Augustine for our new bishop, Bishop Eric Polmeyer here in the Diocese of St. Augustine. And we had over a thousand people participate in that novena yeah. on social media through Instagram. It was mm-hmm. really cool. Beautiful. You know, and I think a cool thing to remember, you said novena. Novena just, it's, you know, it's a Latin root word for nine. It's the reason that, you know, the month of November, nine, mm-hmm. nove. Um, it, it's really associated with those nine day practices. Um, but there's also some different lengths too. I mean, there's 27 day novenas, 54 day novenas. There's 40, even, a, yeah. there's even a, you know, 12 year novena that we'll get into later, but wow. Oh, yeah. There's a nine-hour novena, too, to Child Jesus. My wife introduced me to that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's face it, like the numerology, and we've actually done a show on numbers in the Bible and and numerology. You know, there is a clear, distinct practice of nine days, like you're saying, from Scripture. But this has been a practice of of the church, novenas, for a very, very long time. And if you haven't really started any type of novena prayer yet, and, and you're out there just curious, I think the best way to 
to start is just with a, a simple novena to the Holy Spirit. That's one of my favorite yep. uh, novenas out there. And like you said, you know, that's rooted all the way back in the Acts of the Apostles. Yeah, the, the Pentecost novena, that's, that is the first novena. And that's probably the one that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are familiar with. But there's multiple types of novena. So there's three main categories, right? There's ones that are in anticipation, right? So whether it's, you know, sometimes there's a novena for the dead. Nine days um, after they die or nine days after their funeral, you say prayers for them. Or, you know, anticipation of maybe coming up to a feast day. You say in anticipation of, say, the Feast of the Sacred Heart, there's the Sacred Heart Novena. Or St. John Paul II. That's right. Yeah. So those are the ones of anticipation. There's also ones like preparation, right? So maybe you're leading up to your wedding day. There's a nine-day novena to prepare for wedding. I did I did the uh, consecration uh, through Mary to Jesus, 44-day consecration, and that's, that's definitely in the preparation uh, area for my ordination. Wow. Yep. Uh, other things like, so maybe, for example, you are preparing to go to uh, confession, and it's been a while, um, and you really want to deeply enter into confession, there's a novena for nine days of preparation mm -hmm. that you have a great confession. Another thing that I recommend to people all the time is, you know, how often do we find ourselves at a crossroads? We don't know where we're, where we're turning or what decision we need to make. It's always good to employ time in discernment, but then also to employ a novena if it's nine days, if it's 54 days, if it's nine months, or if it's a full year to approach that devotionally through, you know, a potential saint. Like for me, St. Rita is, is huge whenever it comes to discernment. You know, I've entrusted my discernment to her over and over and over again, and she's always come through, but it's that intentional prayer each day, mm -hmm. if it's a six-month period of time or whatever it is, and it may end on her feast day, May 22nd, or, you know, another type of feast or, or angel. It's my or... brother's birthday, May 22nd. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll tell you, that's when I was My affiliated. brother, Rita. <laughs> Marga? <laughs> Rita. <laughs> it's not, his name's Christian. Um, <laughs> And then the third type of novena is a novena of petition. And I think there's a lot of ones that are, are related to this. So maybe, for example, you have somebody who is suffering from cancer. You'll pray the St. Peregrine novena, oh, yeah. whether leading up to St. Peregrine's feast day or at any time. Mm -hmm. So that's really in, in petition. You're saying, look, I'm really, really struggling with something or I really need intercession in my life. And that is a that is a novena of petition. So those are the three main mm -hmm. or like an impossible situation, and you turn to Saint Jude this, for yeah, a novena. That's right. So what are and so we said you know most of them are nine days. That's traditionally, but yep. there's some you know like I said, fifty four days, nine months, twelve years. Novenas have taken on beyond the meaning of nine at times, right? But a lot of time you'll see them in multiples of nine, like 54 or whatever, right? Um, but a lot of them are tied to specific dates on the calendar. So, <laughs> for example, the one that we talked about earlier, the Novena to the Holy Spirit and the one for preparation for Pentecost, that happens, that begins nine days before Pentecost. So... What do you do for those nine days? What's kind of like the structure of a novena? So, I mean, every novena, whether it's Mary Undoer of Knots or the novena to St. Joseph or all sacred these different, the preparation, whatever, sacred, yeah. there is different structures for every single one. Like the Miraculous Medal was the one that I was so familiar with all the time that I've spent at Christ the King in Arlington throughout my formation. I mean, that was a dedicated novena that we, we went through. And it's it's a little bit longer. I mean, there's, there's different uh, associated prayers. And 
people sometimes even employ their own things, right? Double cross, like, yeah. and, and there we were just talking about Mary Undoer of knots, and and you're like, yeah, you pray the rosary after each of the knots. Yeah, and then you're like, no, man, I just got this prayer right here. It's just like Mary Undoer knots, pray for me. I'm like, I'm doing the hardcore one. I'm getting more grace, man. So you know, there there is a little bit of subsidiarity in that, in the sense that you know. Um, I do, for example, I do the seven sorrows of Mary each day in this uh, in this book here, and it's a Hail Mary per uh, seven sorrows, and there's graces associated with it. So I think this will be an easier one to kind of address here. Yeah, I like how, like when you were first having conversion, you thought you misread it and prayed a rosary for each sorrow. I did, and it was literally yeah. this card. It's just I didn't read it yeah. <laughs> because it says very simply, it's like say one Hail Mary while meditating on each sorrow. I thought it was a rosary per per <laughs> sorrow. So yeah, I was I was knocking out seven rosaries a day, and there was a lot of grace in that. But you know, the Ma Mary Miyagi did. Yeah. <laughs> she did. Yeah. And I'm grateful. She yeah. needs to Miyagi me again upside my head. <laughs> so the prophecy of Simeon, and then you imagine the prophecy of Simeon. And if you can open up the scriptures scripture, even better, yeah. Yeah. you know, read through the scripture and then pray Hail Mary, yeah. the flight into Egypt. What I love about this book that I have, somebody gave me to St. Joseph. It's really awesome. If you, if you uh, want this, it's St. Joseph prayer book and Tan puts it out T-A-N. But, um, I, I keep it right in my my novenas to St. Joseph, prayer in a difficult problem, and an ancient prayer to St. Joseph. And I keep it right in the middle of the page. And what's here is, is the flight to Egypt in this beautiful black and white and old image. So as I'm praying that, I'm looking at that image and, uh, you know, just going through each of the sorrows and meditating from the flight to Egypt into the loss of the child Jesus in the temple. Jesus and Mary meet on the way to Calvary. Uh, the, the fifth is the crucifixion and death of Jesus. And the sixth is Jesus is laid in Mary's arms. And finally, the burial of Jesus. And something that recently I've been meditating on, which I've never really meditated on, was, uh, you know, like the smells that Mary was having, you know, when, when Jesus was laying there in that linen mm -hmm. and surrounded by, you know, all these spices. I've just really been meditating a lot on, on the evocative smell of uh, what that would have represented. Yeah, now here's a candle of frankincense and myrrh, yeah. which yeah. is available at everythingcatholic.com. But, <sighs> yeah, you know, that's that's the smell. That's the smell. But, yeah. you know, novenas, you know, a lot of times I've seen them, it's basically you'll have a, probably a short prayer that you repeat for nine days and then just like a little reflection. Uh, like, for example, the, the novena to the Holy Spirit, you know, preparing for Pentecost, each day is focusing on a different virtue, right? Whether it's kindness or joy or patience and you're asking for Fruits all this of the spirit yeah, yeah you're asking for all of this counsel from the holy spirit to prepare you for pentecost to really um move more closely to the third person of of the blessed trinity which you know to me the holy spirit is probably the most obscure of the trinity it's the yeah. hardest you know person of the trinity to understand so that's a good one to meditate and really bring yourself closer to this particular, you know, you know, yeah. glory and worship, right? Yeah. But then other things. So um, another one that's really great is the St. Andrew, um, the St. Andrew Novena. I the, just learned about this from our friends at Ave Rosary and seeing that chaplet mm -hmm. of St. Andrew's where you can go through from November 30th mm -hmm. to Christmas Eve, praying this novena leading up to Christmas through the intercession of St. Andrew and his his associated 
uh, witness of faith. Like I was just so struck by that chaplet that Jordan put together with everything Catholic, Mm -hmm. you know, what a beautiful uh, memento, but reflecting on his crucifixion where he was, you know, tortured on that, you know, that, uh, that cross, you know, the cross beams. Um, Yeah. I'm going to pray that this year. Yeah. And they, they call it the St. Andrew Novena, not because you're praying to St. Andrew for his intercession, but you're praying beginning on his feast day leading up to Christmas because St. Andrew's feast day being November 30th always is right before Advent starts. So, for example, this particular Novena, here's how you pray it. Fifteen times a day you say this prayer every day from and November 30th. super short. Yeah. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed mother. Amen. Amen. And you know, that's something that easily you could do 15 times each day from the Feast of St. Andrew, November 30th to Christmas Eve. So we encourage you, maybe this could be, a, a you know, as, we, as we're getting near to, uh, to this feast, you know, perhaps we can get you to pray that novena with us. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I think what we can do is, um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll get some of these novena cards and we'll start giving them to some of the patrons. So if you go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon, you can support us, right? And there's a lot of different tiers. So what I'll do is I'll add some of these these um, novena cards so that they're really easy so that you can look at it and learn how to pray these novenas. And we can send those to the people who are supporting our show. Yeah, and a big thank you to our patrons, too. You know, we wouldn't really be able to do this show without you. You know, the costs associated with travel and equipment, you know, we just say thank you. You know, we have more things to get, you know, as we move forward as a show. And some of our cameras are, are starting to uh, get outdated. So if you are considering becoming a financial supporter of the show, we would truly appreciate it. So, again, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon, and you'll see every way that you could support us and we have some really cool gear to say thank you and send your way in appreciation mm-hmm. yeah no, uh, novenas you know we're talking about the feast days um and then there's also intentions where i think there's so many novenas that if people have an intention they can actually search for novenas for a particular need oh true yeah and, they, and they'll end up finding that and and through the holy spirit and the intent of their devotion um, may develop a, a more formal devotion to that novena, uh, depending on their intercession. Yeah, you know? and who that saint is, and yeah, you know, right. like if it's a saint or you know a particular feast day. Yeah, it's true. I mean, y- you look at how many times Saint Anthony has bailed me out. I mean, he he's my go-to, and it's practically a running novena to Saint Anthony constantly. You know, I've got him right at my parking spot, right when I come into my my uh, to the parish. Saint Anthony's right there, and then he's looking down at me in my office. You know, uh, you know, and I'm constantly like Saint Anthony, man, I need your help. Here we go. So um, another really powerful novena, and and I think I want to talk about this one because a lot of novenas have spiritual promises associated with yeah. them. So, for example, there is the the first Friday's novena, and it's not nine days. It's the first Friday of the month for nine consecutive months that you attend Mass and receive Holy Communion, and then there's some prayers associated with it. And this comes from a vision of St. Mary Margaret Alloke, who was the great promoter of the, of the Sacred Heart devotion, right? So, for example... Uh, so again, you make it to Mass on the first Friday 
of every month for nine consecutive months, okay? And then you do a holy hour um, before the, uh, the Blessed Sacrament, right? But here's the promises that were revealed to her in this vision, right? The promises um, are, I will give them all the graces necessary for the state of their life. I will establish peace in their houses. I will comfort them in their afflictions. I will be their strength during life and above all during death. I will bestow a large blessing upon all their undertakings. Sinners shall find in my heart the source and the infinite ocean of mercy. Tepid souls shall grow fervent. Fervent souls shall quickly mount to high perfection. Mm. I will bless every place where a picture of my heart shall be set up and honored. I will give to priests the gifts of touching the most hardened hearts. Those who shall promote this devotion shall have their names written in my heart, never to be blotted out. Amen. And then the final promise is, I promise you in the excessive mercy of my heart that my all-powerful love will grant to all of those who shall receive communion on the first Friday in nine consecutive months the grace of final penitence, that they shall not die in my disgrace nor without receiving their sacraments. My divine heart shall be their safe refuge in this last moment. And that's Jesus talking. That's Jesus talking. And that's, and that's, 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 that's worth Mary, 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 Okay, right? Game on. And and this is uh, the the seven graces for the seven sorrows too. I wanted to mention this before. I will grant peace to their families. The first one, second, they will be enlightened about the divine mysteries. Three, I will console them in their pains, and I will accompany them in their work. Four, I will give them as much as they ask for, as long as it does not oppose the adorable will of my divine Son or the sanctification of their souls. Five, I will defend them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy, and I will protect them at every instant of their lives. Six, I will visibly help them at the moment of their death. They will see the face of their mother. That's the one that consoles me the most thinking about. And seven, I have obtained this grace from my divine son that those who propagate this devotion to my tears and dolors will be taken directly from this earthly life to eternal happiness since all their sins will be forgiven and my son and I will be their eternal consolation and joy. Who would have known that the promises of these devotions would be so powerful? Can you see that right there? Yeah. You, could, you could have that one if you want. You know, and here's the thing. Novenas are not magic spells. It's not like right. if you do this magically, you're going to achieve all these things. It's really a promise that through, it's like we you're telling your kids, like, look, if you eat your veggies and you get to sleep early and you study, you're going to feel good and you're going to perform well and you're going to be refreshed. It's the same concept here, right? It's kind of the cause and effect of a novena, of focusing on a particular grace or asking for a particular uh, intercession, and you're doing it fervently through the promises of this novena, our merciful God will give them to you. It's a surgical devotion, yeah. right? You know, it just it, it's meant for a particular purpose. Yep. Both in meditation and the graces that you know, with the disposition of your heart, um, the graces that are provided through and, that. And speaking of meditation, there is the number one Catholic app in the App Store today, and that is Hallow, our partner. Yeah. And they have so many novenas on their platform, but they have so many meditations, reflections, Lexio Divina, music, sleep aids, all sorts of resources in one solid and beautiful app. You know, when you interact with this application, it's going to help culture your prayer 
prayer life on a daily basis. And there is no bounds to your growth in holiness and virtue, utilizing these resources that they've compiled so beautifully in all of their libraries. Yeah, the cool thing about the novenas is you can see how many people you're praying with. That's so cool. Over a billion prayers. A billion prayers that have been prayed through that app. That's fruit right there. Absolutely. That's fruit in our world. Yeah, I mean, and what's cool about Hollow is that they can guide you through the meditation of these novenas. So you can start this novena on the app, and and every day it's going to be like, here we go. Here's what you're supposed to pray for this day. So if you're unfamiliar with it, it's a great resource to really get into this really rich uh, prayer practice of novena. So if it's like, how many times are you in the car for 15 minutes a day, you know, or 30 or whatever? Like, what what a great way to just focus on our Lord. It's true. You know, and and be guided in the focus, which, you know, I think is very valuable, especially for me who I'm when I'm busy or you know, I'm just like, I just need prayer, but I'm, you know, staring at a stoplight or I'm, you know, got kids in the car or whatever. You know, it's just a, a really beautiful guide and and um tool to use for you to, to engage in prayer in a meaningful way. And yep. it creates that consistent prayer of the Hail Mary in your car, especially when you have a bunch of kids and yeah. you're trying to encourage them to pray. And sometimes that could be very distracting to families that, that yeah. I've ministered to. But Hallow really helps kind of set that pace of prayer yep. in the car when you're in transit. And, and there's been some inroads there. Yeah. So if you want to try this app out free, it's the <coughs> number one Catholic prayer app in the entire world. Over a billion prayers have been prayed through it. There's so many things, whether it's guided rosary, guided novenas, um, sleep meditations, uh, reflections on gospels with you know Bishop Barron and, and uh, Mark know, Wahlberg Mark and Wahlberg, Jonathan, Jonathan Rumi. Rumi and Sister Miriam and yeah. Scott Hahn. So many people on there. Drew Holiday. Drew Go Holiday. to CatholicTalkShow.com forward slash hollow to try it out now. 100% free, and see if it's something that can really increase the the depth of your prayer life. You know, there's a brand new novena that I'm hearing is like coming up through the ranks, grassroots type stuff, and it's pretty incredible. And you've got one of the tools for this novena, and it's that candle right there. That candle has Father Mike Schmitz on it. And, you know, if you light this candle, you can, you can do a novena. To Father Mike Schmitz. That's right. So every day, if you uh, light this candle and every day say... God, in your grace, you created Father Rich, and he is no Mike Schmitz, and we acknowledge that, and Mike Schmitz is the greatest Catholic apologist living in today's world and evangelist. It'll be a prayer for me, and I'd appreciate that. It's a prayer for Father Rich, (laughs) and what will happen is that over these course of these nine days, Father Rich will gain the graces to be such an excellent YouTuber that we too may become, you know, in the rarefied stratospheric air of Father Mike Schmitz or Pernobus. Did you just loop yourselves in with me too? Well, we're trying to look. Because you guys Ryan almost I, present me as like I'm a train wreck. I'm just listening. Look, Ryan and I hitched our wagon to the wrong star, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like four years ago, we were like, hey, man, can we get Schmitz? Can we get Pagano? We're like, Pagano's a good dude. I like him. Let's work with him. Well, you know, now Father Mike Schmitz has got this whole, you know, he's got his face on billboards in Times Square, and then we're sitting here in your <laughs> fart smelling rectory, right? It's a whole choice that we made, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, stop it. I've grown way more through hanging out with you than through Mike Schmitz. Oh, dude. You are no Mike Schmitz, and I thank God for that. <laughs> well, where's my candle? <laughs> <laughs> Do not make a candle. I'm going to make you a candle. You better not. Yeah. <laughs>
It's going to smell like tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, on a more serious note, I've got a really cool candle here, and it's of St. John Paul II. This is in my uh, my personal chapel, and on the back of it, it has a... <laughs> Father Mike Schmitz! Hey! <laughs> and uh, it's got this really cool prayer in Spanish and English, and um, it just always keeps me asking uh, for his intercession, you know, and... And there's little devotionals out there just like this that can help you with your novena prayers or special dedications. Um, you know, there's novenas to every form of devotion to Our Lady, to Our Lady of Guadalupe, Our Lady Queen of Peace, Miraculous Medal, you know, Our Lady of Lords, Our Lady of Fatima. Um, we can't, again, I just want to, I, I need to, I'm obligated as a missionary of mercy and as an apostle of of Divine Mercy uh, when I was enrolled by um, Father Seraphim years ago. Um, you know, the the novena to the Divine Mercy, starting on Good Friday to mm -hmm. Easter Sunday, it's one of the most powerful mm -hmm. and popular novenas in the church today. So when Good Good Friday comes around, start praying that and lead you to Divine Mercy Sunday and, and the promises therein. And those devotions, I hand out those devotions all the time. I mean, we're stacked up just like the rosary, mm -hmm. uh, you know, pamphlets that we hand out at the church. It's just so important for our world today to pray mercy into the world. So if you haven't prayed the novena to the divine mercy, you may want to take a, a look at that. Yeah. And Ryan, you have a very particular devotion to the novena of Our Lady Undoer of Knots. I mean, you pray that a lot of times. I mean, you're like, hey, dude, man, things are rough. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the un, Our Lady Undoer of Knots, you know? This is the weak sauce right here. I pray yeah. a rosary after. <laughs> well, that's no, why it's been so effective for you. I, I mean, I would say, I mean, I know that there are people listening that um, just have a lot going on in their lives uh, with, you know, choosing a direction, dealing with an issue, uh, suffering from something that uh, is difficult. I mean, there, there are so many things in our lives that, you know, create knots in our souls. Yes, and it seems unbearable at times, you know, and and uh, I thank Joanna for uh, introducing this to me. Uh, I was having a knot with um, with work and uh, man, I'm telling you, the first time I prayed this, I prayed the first two days and I was given so much inspiration, so much consolation, so much direction. Yes. That my soul gave my mind yeah. by asking Mary to undo these knots in my life. And you get to speak the knots, you know, in, into the mm -hmm. novena. So mm -hmm. this is a, a, a novena where intentions are put into uh, the prayer. And I'm telling you, after two days, I was just so joyous. I forgot to uh, neglected, <laughs> I should say, to pray the last seven. So, but, but, you know, as, you know, life goes on and you're, you, you know, you're thinking about something in, in terms of the direction that you want to go or uh, what's going on in your life. This is such a great prayer. I mean, Mary, uh, you know, we, we say whoever f uh, flees to her protection, uh, never was it known that you've been left unaided, yeah. mm -hmm. right? So this is just a particular fleeing to her protection mm -hmm. uh, for a specific intention that's binding your heart, right? Mm -hmm. And it could be so many things. And so, man, I, I, in nine days, I, I can't imagine, you know, her not coming to your assistance. And yeah. what's interesting is the same exact thing for me too. When I've hit like some really hard, you know, dead ends or, or crossroads, 
that has come into my hands and, and it's just been so helpful. And I'm grateful to Pope Francis who really promoted this and made this universally mm. known really? Um, wow. Yeah, at the beginning of his papacy. So big shout out to Pope Francis for bringing this to the forefront and that beautiful image on the cover too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is this has really influenced my life and deeply too. And the history of this is really interesting. This German painter, you know, basically just painted this and the devotion began from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost 300 years later. Yeah. yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. And like, so I think the German painter was inspired. I mean, this goes back to St. Irenaeus all the way back in the, right. you know, the second, third century, right? Uh, and the quote by St. Irenaeus is that, did I just mispronounce Irenaeus? Irenaeus. That was, that's on me. That's yeah. on me. No, you, you got okay. it right. So he wrote that the knot of Eve's disobedience was untied by the obedience of Mary. What the Virgin Eve bound by her unbelief, the Virgin Mary loosened by her faith. What a perfect devotion for today's world where so often it's not that we're faced with direct challenges. You know, the early Christian saints, they were faced with, you know, lions and soldiers and starvation and, and deep, you know, deep oppression where, I mean, it is you walk out of your house and you're going to be martyred. Our particular challenges in today's world are often not so clear and present. It's not a clear and present, you know, danger in front of us, right? A lot of times what we're facing and struggling with are the complications of such a confusing modern life that tangles up our senses and tangles up our will, tangles up our desires. And it becomes like, I mean, even look at the, the analogy of look behind your TV and look at all those cables that keep you entertained and look at what a naughty mess they are mm. and how all those cables are tied up behind there. And that's what modern life does to us. So yeah. I think that's why this devotion is taking off so much because it's such a perfect analogy for the state of the modern soul. Yeah, and we do, as, a, as modern man, we do need novenas. We need prayer and we need asceticism. We need fraternity. We need sorority. We need brothers binding themselves together in prayer and devotion. And we need sisters pray binding them themselves together to pray. Yeah, yeah exactly. Tell, share your knots. Yeah. Pray with the other person. Use their, use their intentions. I didn't realize Pope Francis was one of the major proponents of propelling this yeah. into the, being the fastest growing novena in the world today. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a great devotion, like you said, about fraternity and, and really praying together. And this is, you know, kind of, I think the number is very significant. It's Exodus, right? And yeah. they're very well known for their Exodus 90. Mm -hmm. You know, you see that number nine. Um, and what that is, is Exodus 90 is a, is a program and an app for men to help them build their lives and become the man that God wants them to be through prayer, asceticism, and fraternity, right? Praying together, right? That's that fraternal aspect. Asceticism, getting rid of these things that bind us up, right? These things that are keeping us tied up. Using ascetical practices like, uh, you know, denying yourself of food, of pleasures, cold showers, getting rid of unnecessary distractions through media and, and entertainment. And then ultimately through prayer, right? Which is what we're talking about here today in Novenas is that praying. Um, over 70,000 men, we talked to James who've created Exodus, over 70,000 men have went through this program and found freedom, freedom from this modern world, freedom from the soft, knotty chains that keep us tied up and keep men living way below their energy and way below their capability. Mm -hmm. So if you want to try this out, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash 
Exodus, and you can try this out for free and see what these 70,000 men have experienced that have led them to greater freedom in their life to where they are finding daily devotions, particular devotions, praying together. They've got parables. They've got all sorts of scriptural reflections. And, you know, so many of my priest brothers and and parishioners here have told me, you know, how much they just love to have a structure in their prayer and a devotion that they can do with other brothers. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that, that is a kickstart, like, like fires up the engine, you know, Mm -hmm. and speaking of firing up the engine, Exodus is doing a new, a new thing called tailgate events. And they come to your parish and have like talks and, and a tailgate event, a formation night, leadership training. And, you know, they don't just come to parishes. They even like go to local breweries and stuff and just pull up their big camper all decked out with Exodus. This is stuff ah, that's cool. I mean, it's really cool what they're doing. They're a part of a movement, and we want to encourage you, if you have yet to do the Exodus 90 or any of the other programs, because there's even shorter ones that you can do, you know, check them out because it's well worth it, and it could be the spiritual jumpstart that you need in your life. Yeah, so if you're interested, like I said, we get this app free for you. Go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Exodus and try it out now. Um, so one last um novena I want to go over. It's it's that one that we talked about. It's a 12-year novena. This has been a very popular one all the way back to the Middle Ages, right? And this is St. Bridget's devotion. It's the 12-year devotion. And what this consists of is that you pray seven prayers a day for 12 years. Um, and each of these prayers is focused on seven different times in Jesus's life where he shed his blood. So there's an opening prayer, and then the first prayer will focus on the circumcision, then on the suffering on the Mount of Olives, then on, on uh, his scourging, the crowning of thorns, the carrying of the cross, the crucifixion, and the piercing of his side. Okay? So by doing this, you're really focusing on the passion and all the times that our Lord shed his blood for us, in which is where we find our salvation. Mm. So the cool thing is that if you do this every day, for uh, 12 years, so you're focusing on this seven times, seven prayers a day for 12 years. In the vision that St. Bridget had, it was revealed to her that Christ had over 5,000 wounds on him from his passion, from all the different scourging, from the falling, from the crown of thorns. And this adds up that over 12 years, you will have prayed one of these prayers for every single wound that our Lord suffered in his passion. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. Yeah. And this one is this one goes back, you know, I'd love to talk to somebody that's actually done it, you know, yeah. just like that would be amazing just to, to talk to somebody that's done that. I mean, the 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 perseverance to do that for 12 years and to focus on our Lord's passion for 12 years, the amount of graces that can come from that are are unimaginable. And one of the things that's traditionally, although this is debated, that's associated as a promise of this is that you will be forewarned through some spiritual grace of your impending death mm. so that you will not die without receiving the sacraments before them. Oh, that's a, that's so that's a one of the grace. particular promises that, uh, you know, some people traditionally have said is associated with grace. this, this really yeah. uh, epic devotion, right? And St. Bridget, a great saint. You should read up more yeah. about her, but... And, and, you know, the essence of life, I mean, we, we ought to live grace-filled lives, lives. You know, my, one of my, uh, the, the priest actually who baptized me, Monsignor Robert Kane from Blauvelt, New York, he expressed at the end of every mass, live graciously. And, you know, to live graciously is to live prayerfully. And novenas are a wonderful, wonderful way 
to live graciously. And I think a, 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 way, a way that I'd like to conclude this is actually with a prayer. Um, and this is an older prayer, uh, St. Joseph prayer, prayer in a difficult problem. So if you're out there and you're going through a difficult problem, uh, let's, you know, pray for you. Let's pray uh, and lift up our community and anybody out there that's really, really struggling uh, by petitioning through the intercession of St. Joseph, our good and gracious God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O glorious St. Joseph, thou who hast power to render possible even things which are considered impossible, come to our aid in our present trouble and distress. Take this important and difficult affair under thy particular protection, that it may end happily. And now, my brothers and sisters, name your request, what's heaviest on your heart or the difficulty you face. O dear St. Joseph, all our confidence is in thee. Let it not be said that we would invoke thee in vain. And since thou art so powerful with Jesus and Mary, show that thy goodness equals thy power. Amen. St. Joseph, friend of the sacred heart of Jesus, pray for, pray us. for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this show on Novenas. And make sure that you take the time out to start one today. And as you explore the rich library out there on the web and through wonderful apps and partnerships like Exodus and Hallow and so many others, that you could find a novena that fits your charism and grow in the spiritual life as soon as possible. God bless you guys, and thank you for connecting here with the Catholic Talk Show, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.